All right, today's podcast, I've got a guy who's lent over a billion dollars towards real estate investments. He's flipped over 12, 15 hotels. He's doing things that people haven't done. He's got an IRA company that is really cool, helps people invest directly into real estate, get their money out of the stock market and 401ks and all that stuff. Um, I've got none other than Greg Herlean. What's up, man? Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's kind of funny how we met because um, we're both in YPO here in Vegas, yep. but we didn't know that at the time. We were just speaking at, a, whose event was it? Kent, Kent Clothers event. Yeah, we were speaking at Kent's event. I think it was in San Diego. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, I'm going to Key West or something. That's right. Tomorrow, I'm going to Key I'm West. I'm going to Key West tomorrow. I was like, I'm going to Key West tomorrow. <laughs> and no one goes to Key West no. in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what are you going for? And you're like, I'm going on this YPO retreat. And I'm like, I'm going on that trip too. <laughs> and then, because we were not even in Vegas either. We were both in Cali. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, no, I live in Vegas. Like, we're all, we're going to the same thing. Yeah. That's a super, small world. Super random. And yeah. then... um. I ended up not even being able to go because my flight got canceled. It's so dumb. Yeah, I, I was like, where's Ryan? They're like, he canceled uh, yesterday. I'm like, I was with him yesterday. He said he was coming. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, and even then, you know, flights weren't getting canceled like they are today. Yeah. Flights are crazy right now. Yeah, it is it is crazy, yes. Yeah. So what even got you into YPO, dude? Like, what you're doing all these different things. Uh, YPO was good for me, at the, especially at the time. This was I started eight years ago. And someone just like, hey, I think you qualify for YPO. Do you know what it is? I said, no. And he's like, you should take a look at it. And knowing what I know now, it's totally different from what I knew then. But I thought YPO was like a big like networking and like business thing, which is kind of I was not too interested in. But I've learned it's like just like-minded individuals who have created success or wealth or inherited it, and they're talking about stuff that you're dealing with, staff, people stealing from you, business, partnerships, yeah. how to sell your company, and you know, how to how to you know raise children with with money, you know, like yeah. big things that a lot of my friends Nobody at the knows. time couldn't talk about. Yeah. So that that's that's why I joined it. It was good. It was really good. Yeah. For yeah. those who don't know, it's like a super high net worth business kind of I don't even remember the qualifications, but I think you'd be doing like over 10 or 20 million in revenue and have like 20 plus employees or something. Yeah. There's a qualification process and interview process. It's, it's, yeah. It's and they got to like you. Yeah. They do have to like you. <laughs> they don't want to piss them off. Yeah. But, uh, so tell me about like your businesses. Cause you were in the real estate game for a while and I think you still are doing a bunch of things, but how did you get started? So, so when I was in my early twenties, um, I, I met an individual actually here in Las Vegas who, who had this, you know, I remember pulling up to buy us to his house and it was like a Wednesday at two o'clock in the afternoon, which I'd never seen my dad on a Wednesday at two o'clock in the afternoon and, and never in front of a house that looked like this with a boat and he was washing the boat. Right. And so for me, not growing up like that, dad was in the air force. I was like, whatever he's doing, I got to figure it out. And, and fortunately it wasn't drugs or anything like that. And so I learned that it was real estate. Real estate had kind of created who he was. And so I immediately just fell in love with real estate because I wanted that lifestyle. Right. You know, just being honest, that's what I wanted. And so um, I had no money, had no credit, had no family with money. And I learned very, very quickly through him and others how to find money and where money was at. So actually, uh, you know, I'm trying to give you the Cliff Notes version of this, but I learned uh, about IRAs, believe it or not. At the age of 23, I learned that individuals have IRAs, retirement accounts, that they could use to fund my deals. Right. And I had no money. So I was like, this is perfect. 
And so I started talking to people about using their IRAs to fund my deals. And that's how I did my first flip. I did my first flip here in Las Vegas, $60,000 flip. Someone lent me 100% of their money from their IRA. I and partnered with me on it, flipped it. I made 25%. I gave him 75%. Wow. And you were generous. Uh, well, well, at the time, actually, knowing what I know now, I'd give him 100% because what I did is I, I proved my concept, number right. one. But number two, I created a lifelong investor. Right. And so, obviously, the next deals changed. It yeah. was 50-50. Then it was 75-25. Yeah. Then it became 8% fixed yep. uh, after 10 years of working with him. And so, But what I learned is, is I learned the power of using an IRA because it helped fund my business. And so, you know, if, you know, fast forward, I did, you know, not tons, but I did five, a little over 500 homes over a, a period of time. But what I got really good at is, is lending money. I would either find, if I find money from individuals and or be part of funds, and I would find money to lend, and I got really good at lending. And so that's how I started lending a lot more money and showing people how to use their IRAs to lend money. And, uh, you know, that, that by default, at 10 years ago, halfway through my career, I, because all I talked about was money and how to avoid paying taxes on your gains. Um, am I boring you with this IRS no. talk? Okay. All right. No. Um, so, so I, I learned that you can move your IRA um, in, in investment real estate. So I created an IRA company. Uh, I think similar to you, I found that all of the companies I was working with sucked. Yep. Their service sucked. The process was terrible. And I was like, I'm just going to fix it. I'm going to create it myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, knowing what I've ne- learned about you in a little bit of time, uh, I feel like y- you can totally appreciate that. So I created a trust company just because most trust companies sucked to help serve my business. What ended up happening now is my main business, 90% of what I do is the IRA business. I teach people how to use their IRA money, how to avoid paying taxes on businesses and different real estate. And it's become kind of a fun subject because it's pretty damn boring in general. If you start talking <laughs> about, that's why I was making fun a little bit. Yeah. When we talk about IRS and taxes, very quickly, especially if you're in your 20s or 30s, people just kind of turn off, mm. which is not the right thing to do because it's really changed my life. So anyways, the long answer to your question about what I do now is I... I truly focus on helping people with IRAs, but still I'd say 10% of my time, I'm still in the real estate game. I'm doing commercial projects here in town. I do land developments. Now it's all with my own money. I don't, I don't really partner with others. Um, I just, I just run my trust company and then I'm just a real estate junkie still. I like doing two to three or four projects a year that are a decent size. And, um, you know, I, I find it's, it's, it's a sport a little bit too. Real estate's fun. Yeah. So nah, real estate's great. I, uh, well, and also too, speaking of boring things, you know, I own a CPA firm and so go. trust me, my partner bores me to death and, uh, <laughs> he's been on the show many times and people love it. People love the boring stuff. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you're watching on YouTube, comment below if you like the boring stuff. Cause like, I'm surprised I'll be asking them all these questions just that, I guess I'm trying to like make intriguing because I, I know the answers to we, we've talked so many times, but I'm like, all right, so tell people what, why is the S Corp so different than whatever, right? right? And people love it. Yeah, they get into it, man. They love it. <laughs> you know, we had him speak at, you know, our last event. He speaks, you know, almost at every event and people just are like, dude, we just love it. People just, for whatever reason, love the idea of saving money, honestly, more than making money yeah. to me. Because i I'm always been so hyper-focused on how do I make more? How do I make more? I'll worry about the consequences down the road. Yeah, in October. Yeah, <laughs> I'll worry year. about them in October or just freaking get a payment plan. I don't care. Yeah. And 
you know, but people, I think the way America and most people are engineered is like kind of like the other side with Dave Ramsey. Hey, how do I cut expenses, save some money here, mm-hmm. make a little bit there? And they like counting, you know, the savings. Yep. And I, I and look, I think um, there's two ways to wealth. I mean, there's the way that you, you just go out there and make a boatload of money and you do it fast or you save your way to wealth. And But either way works. Yep. It, it totally was. And I, and I would say... What gets me excited about it, and it's you know, it's obviously a numbers game. Is you start talking about like like you and I, you know, let's say we are buying a business or this building together. I can do it inside my Roth, for example, my hundred thousand dollars or million dollars, and your million dollars can do it just through your LLC or you individually. And then when we go to sell it, that you know, the difference is when I get my million plus profits back. I pay zero in taxes. Yeah. And so if I keep doing that, that's just an, obviously an example, but if I keep doing that year after year and we use the same exact dollar amount, um, you know, I would have 50 to 60% more money just by using a rule that the IRS allows us to use. Right. And I think most people just get caught up in that because they're like, oh, it just seems complicated. And it's just really not. No, it's not. I, I remember reading a story that like Peter Thiel has yeah. like a billion dollar Roth IRA or something. What's the story? It's great, man. Peter Thiel. He's got, it's, I think it's over $5 billion. <laughs> so it, you, you got to appreciate this because he, by the way, what we're talking about when I talk about self-directed IRAs, this is something that's been around since the 70s. This is not like, I think it's, it's a little bit newer now because younger people are like getting more engaged and in investing yeah. outside the market. But this has been around for 50 years. I have a self-directed IRA, by the way. Yeah, that's right. We talked about that. Yep. Yeah. So so this is this is not something new. And so yeah. it's new to most people. And we can talk about that later. But, but what Peter Thiel did is he um, he was one of the original partners in PayPal. Yep. And so his interest that he put in uh, when he invested was through his Roth IRA. And so a Roth is after-tax dollars, right? So he already paid the tax on the $5,000. His interest was owned by his Roth instead yep. of him or his LLC. And so when he sold PayPal... His $5,000 was, I think it was a, I don't know what it was, but it, I don't think it was quite a billion, but it was a few hundred million. Yeah. So the few hundred million dollars gets paid out to his Roth and he pays nothing in taxes ever, by the way, not now and not later because it's a Roth. And then he takes that money and he um, did, I forgot what the next big thing was, but you know, PayPal-ish kind of stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And you can read about it. It's, it's, it's all over Google. Well, anyways, it's gotten so big and the government will never make anything on it. And so last fall, about 15 months ago, 14 months ago, uh, 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 the government uh, uh, came up with a new law. <laughs> to try uh, and get them? Yes. And, 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 you know, externally they call it the Peter Thiel law, but it's not called that in Congress. Um, you now, I believe the rule is, can uh, not make more than $10 million a year in your retirement account. <laughs> and which, by the way, is totally acceptable. I mean, that doesn't happen hardly ever. Yeah. Um, so it's still an okay rule. Uh, and then if you make more than $2 million in your IRA, you get audited, which I'm okay with as well. I mean, you got to pay to play and that's yeah. fine. Uh, it's not like you're doing anything wrong. And so- You're just making money. You're just making money. And so, <laughs> yeah. Make good the, investments. He, this guy was a genius. And, and by the way, many people can do that. Like when you start a new business or if you are going to invest in a new business passively, your Roth IRA, if you don't need the income, right? If you need the income to pay your bills, you wouldn't put your Roth IRA in there. Right. Um, but Ryan, I'm sure, you know, I know you, you, you've got lots of different entities and you're probably already doing this with your self-directed, but you can pick and choose which entities where they're passive that you can have your Roth own it and not pay the taxes. And so more people should be doing this, uh, I know, like you do. So Yeah. And I want, we'll, we'll get into the function of how IRAs work so people can fully understand from start to finish. 
But I guess the the thing with Peters is okay. So he's got this five billion dollar valuation on his Roth. I mean, mm-hmm. it's some is cash, some is in businesses and stocks and maybe real estate and whatever he's whatever, got. I don't yeah. know. Um, how does he ever like tap into it to use it? When does that become available to him? Not as just only for investments, but to like him to spend. So for him to like spend on whatever he wants, like let's say vacation or personal things, it's 59 and a half. He's got to turn 59 and a half. And then how much does he get access to? 100%. He can just go spend all of it. All of it. And so now he's going to have probably the bigger, well, I shouldn't say with the Roth, it doesn't matter. But at a certain age, the IRS now has moved. And this is where people get boring with some of maybe the rules. But the it recently, just recently, I think like a couple of weeks ago, changed the rules where you have to start taking out you know, money out of your retirement account. And I think that's now at 72 years old. So you can't just leave it there forever. Right. Um, you guys are taking out by 72. But to answer your question, 59 and a half, um, he can take it out and there's no penalties. Got it. Why a half? I have no idea. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> it's, okay. It's so typical. Of that, by 180 something days after your birthday, you can do it. Yeah, it's, there's, there's probably some, some, um, life expectancy thing to that you know i think that's yeah, the, that's, okay. that's the yeah. other thing that i think is changes people now i don't know if you've read re- they're reading longer or they're, they're, living, they're longer. living longer and so i think that also has a play into why the irs has moved back when you have to take your money out they're saying okay now you can wait till 72 so Dude, you can pe- so you don't outlast your money i was reading you know they're talking about how there's going to be 3d printing of organs and all these things and you know, there's a good chance that people like routinely live till 150, 200 years old. Really? That's what I was reading the other day. Man, well, if that happens, <laughs> we're screwed. Most, no, not we, but in general, America's screwed because they're not, they don't have enough money for that. Well, they're going to have and, to work till they're 120. Well, and there's not enough housing that, like to support that many people. There's not enough anything. You're going to have to go to South Dakota, man, North Dakota. <laughs> there will be a lot of Midwest people. I played four years of baseball in Fargo, North Dakota. Really? All yep. right. So I I know I so know, you know who's there's out land. there. It's just cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 